Welcome to Staffing Reel, the podcast for everything staffing. I'm your host, Larry Hemley from SJ Hemley Marketing. We have all been going through one of the most bizarre times in history, but there's a lot that we can be thankful for. We are all, hopefully, surrounded by our families, and while we're separated from each other, we're all still working together. Today, we're going to talk about how to hire and onboard virtually. Many of our staffing clients have been addressing a variety of issues to truly be a partner to their clients. With everything that we're all experiencing, this is an area that the entire staffing industry has had to take a long look at in order to keep our businesses moving forward. I'm joined today by John Bemis, president of Benchmark IT and a veteran of the staffing industry. John, how are you doing today? Doing great, Larry. TGIF. Uh, Right back at you. Well, listen, you know, before we get into the topic and all that, I really wanted to just give you a chance to share a little bit with our listeners your background. All right. Thanks. I really appreciate the opportunity to be with you today. A little bit myself and my company, I've been recruiting and technical recruiting for about 25 years, all here in the northern New York suburbs. We're based in Stamford, Connecticut, and I started up my career with Robert Half, worked there for five years, worked for another company called The Computer Merchant out of Boston for five years here in my area. And then uh, together with some former Robert Half people, we started Benchmark Search and Benchmark IT back in 2007. And uh, I've always been very focused on IT recruiting. And Benchmark is high-touch company. We pride ourselves in always meeting our candidates before we ever send them to a client. We've historically, because we're local, met everybody in person and sort of augmented with video conferencing, video Skypes when we needed to, when we couldn't meet someone in person. But of course, the whole in-person thing is changing, which is why we're we're talking today. So, Absolutely. Um, yeah. So you've gotten a little bit more exposure to the, the, the video world over your time. But when we talk about clients, you know, I think most of the staffing industry has been trying to eliminate phone screens from the entire interview process. And what's funny is that as we talk about that, now we're dealing with video interviews. How many of your clients are actually used to doing video interviews? I would say it's still novel for most of them. The normal mode is to do a phone interview and then you know, later on an in-person or a series of in-persons. So um, a few clients that hire, especially contractors who might need to, who can't come in in person, maybe because they were going to, they're located remotely, but are going to move to the client site for the job, they'll interview via Skype. But that's been about the only time clients have been willing to do a video interview in place of an in-person uh, up until now when the in-persons are virtually impossible. Well, and I think that, you know, you said it well. I mean, they're virtually impossible. I think that some people are figuring out some novel ways to do things. But as a whole, I mean, we're definitely moving towards having to hire someone through a video interview. And a lot of the clients haven't ever done this before. They were so set in the way they were doing things. Have you been hearing any challenges that they're having with doing the video interviews? And how are they resolving some of those challenges? Well, I think there's one challenge in that they're so used to doing a telephone interview that they think of substituting the video for the in-person. They still want to do the phone interview, which, uh, you know, I think it's really debatable as to whether that's necessary. And I think it slows down the process. The other one is simply people are used to in-person interview with multiple people attending, you know, from the client side. And again, the Clients just aren't experienced to realize that you can really do that same thing with 
uh, you know, video interview with the technology we have today. So it's really just a lot of it's just education as to how you can do things and, and getting organized to do it. And have you been able to spend any time with them in, you know, I don't know how many of your clients have needed assistance in trying to figure out how to conduct these interviews, but have you had any opportunity to talk with some of your clients about best practices? Well, in the last two or three weeks, we've had our clients experimenting with the video interviews. And I think there have been a few things that have come out of that. There's a, the logistical piece you have to work on, but there's also, you, you have to keep in mind that an interview is a two-way street. And you've got to keep in mind what the, the candidate is also interviewing the client to some degree in a lot of cases. So it's still a, a, you know, a candidate-driven market. So clients need to think about how they present also. So, and that's a, that's a new thing whereas the clients are used to, you know, thinking that they just, it's all about interviewing the candidate, especially, well, especially in the early rounds. Absolutely. And I mean, you know, the, especially on the phone interview, they get the, ben, you know, clients typically get the benefit of a little bit of anonymity, whereas on the video, you're out there. And I definitely have heard a couple things from different clients that they've been experiencing a little bit of reluctance on the video interviews. What have you seen? I definitely think there's been some reluctance. I think some people are just a little bit afraid of that they're going to be exposed. And in the phone interview, they, you're absolutely right. They, you know, you're just not in person. So you're just asking a few questions and seeing if somebody can speak well or has basic technical skills. So, but it is another step in the process. And it's usually another, you know, every time there's a phone interview, there's a delay of a day to two or three days in the whole hiring process. So, you know, in a tech market that we're in with, uh, where it's very candidate starved, every day you're not moving forward, you're losing candidates. So really the best practice should be to go right to the video interview whenever possible and just set expectations that, you know, it's going to be an intro interview and that it may only last, you know, 10 or 15 minutes, but it's a meet and greet. I think clients sometimes worry that they're going to have to conduct a one-hour video interview because that's what they're used to in an in-person. But it doesn't have to be that way. It can be a quick, hey, let's get to know each other, and then if this goes well, we'll set up another set of video interviews with more people on the team. I think that's a better practice. And our clients that have done that have been able to speed up the process. Well, and you said something I want to kind of clarify, which is that it's still a candidate-driven marketplace. I've definitely, in speaking with some of my clients, the, the belief structure right now is that there's 20 million people looking for work. And so is it really a candidate-driven marketplace? The, the fact is, is while it's gotten a little bit easier to find um, application developers as well as higher-end roles, what's interesting is, is those really haven't opened up that much mainly because of the fact that those are the people everyone's holding on to. Does that sound about right to you? Uh, that's totally what we've seen here in the New York area. I mean, of course, there's been some dislocation in some industries, you know, hospitality, automotive, and a few others, you know, just really, really had to cut back and had to release even their best people um, because business is so far down. But most of our clients are keeping any technical expert that they have retained, sometimes reducing hours a little bit because they know how hard it'll be to replace them if they let them go. So we're not seeing a lot of people on the market with all due respect to those that have lost their jobs. I think that they will have good opportunities here fairly shortly. Agreed. And I think that as typical, the unemployment numbers just really aren't telling the story. 
the fact is, is that when unemployment it was at, you know, 3%, unemployment for programmers was around 0.9%. So I think we're still seeing that. Yes. Well, in Monday's Wall Street Journal on the 13th, main article in the business section, large tech companies hunt for talent. So there are always going to be companies that are going to take advantage of, of any available talent in the market. So some people might have to move or, you know, companies like Facebook and Amazon and Google, they are going to be the early ones to figure out that people can work remotely. So exactly. So, so I, I really think that uh, clients are well advised to try to hang on to their tech people because they're going to get gobbled up pretty quickly anyway. And the uh, H1 market has been, you know, pretty much slowed down by a lot of this with the government operating at a slow pace. So it's not like more people are coming in either. So still going to be very a very candidate-driven market in tech and clients need to be able to hire efficiently. I agree. And so, I mean, with that, getting back on point, which is, you know, how are companies moving through the hiring process without face-to-face? Well, just I think it's a series of video interviews, a combination of phone and video interviews. We actually had uh, a placement this week where we had five, well, two sessions, five people on phone interviews, and the client decided to just move forward anyway because it's a contract position. We had interviewed the person in person. We know the person has a solid personality, so the client felt comfortable just taking the person off the telephone interview for the contract position. For full-time, I think you're, you're going to see that they want to do a video interview or have several video interviews in a row to take the place of the in-person. But the quality of the video interview has come up so far in the last several years to what it used to be, and candidates can look good on camera with a little bit of coaching and planning. Clients can sell themselves and, and show why a candidate would want to come and work for them in a video interview. You can make sure they're meeting the right people. You can arrange a tour of the offices. There's various ways you can show a candidate why they should come to work for company XYZ. And companies do need to think about that because it's a two-way street. I don't think there's really any any part of the hiring process that can't be accomplished in this with what we're going through right now with the technology that we have. Well, and so what are companies doing about onboarding? Because, you know, normally onboarding, you'd bring someone in their first day, they'd have their paperwork, somebody would take them to lunch, there would be, you know, the office tour and the meeting of uh, different people sitting in on meetings. All of that is turned upside down. What are you seeing with how people are handling the onboarding process? Well, it does take a little bit of forethought, but I've seen some very good onboarding. I've seen flowers being delivered to the person's house on the first day to make them feel comfortable. I've seen some forethought put into a schedule of so that the person has, you know, several video meetings set up for each of the first days so that they're meeting people they're going to be working with and that there is a training plan. It needs to be a little bit more organized than if someone's just sitting on site and you can just say, hey, just, just hang out there. Somebody will be in here soon. You know, it's a little, I think it needs to be a little bit more organized, but I've, you know, in the past several weeks, I've seen several good good ones. The, uh, you know, I've seen sending a lunch card and the, the team getting together for a, a nice lunch. So the person at home, the new person buys themselves lunch and sits down a video chat with the whole team. So lots of creative things you can do, you know, shipping the laptop. You've got to make sure that you're, if you've never done that before, you do it securely. You know, credentials need to be sent separately from the computer in the box, but most IT departments can accommodate that pretty quickly. And person can have everything they need to be set up. We, we just started a consultant remotely last week, and on Friday we had her 
machine had arrived, we made sure that she could access the client's uh, system and everything was all logged on. So literally for nine o'clock on Monday morning, she was she was all set, ready to go. Well, and I think it's incumbent upon the staffing firms to truly, you know, we've all wanted to partner with our clients. Now is the opportunity to truly partner with our clients, which is to make sure that these things come off seamlessly. So something you just said about that you all made sure that she could get into the environment. And in the past, that's not something we would have been part of. Well, that's right. We would have just told them, hey, let us know if if you're having any difficulties on the job. But we always take that extra step and even more so now to make sure that uh, we're checking in several times every week just to make sure any little you know, make sure time cards can get filled out, make sure that all the different systems can be accessed, that the person feels that they're getting the support they need to be successful. You know, maybe the training plan wasn't really thought out, you know, or wasn't complete enough, and they feel like they're still struggling. So we play a part in helping that communication and helping make sure any new person's getting up to speed, whether they're a contractor or full-time. So, John, you mentioned both the physical part of sending the computers and the things like that, and you also mentioned how important the candidate experience is. Do you feel like the staffing industry has jumped in more on the candidate experience during those first few weeks than it has previously? I think it's a little too early to tell, but I do think it needs to be kept in mind, especially during the recruitment cycle, but also you know, if you don't have a good, smooth onboarding experience, candidates are still getting calls for jobs, even when they take a new job. And they might even have been in an interview process with a couple other firms. And if they get off to a bad start, they could pretty much easily switch gears. So these are all important things to keep in mind in this market. Absolutely agree. I mean, I've heard everything from staffing firms setting up clean rooms for being able to pick up equipment to, like you mentioned, the cards on the first day. There's so many different opportunities out there for staffing firms to be a heavy part of the candidate experience and make sure that it goes off positively for their client. What's interesting is that the question becomes uh, how many of these folks have formalized some kind of process around this, and I'm not sure if that's fully there yet. What do you think? Well, unfortunately, too many firms place people and then don't really keep in touch enough. But there are a lot of tools that have been made available to our industry in the last few years that you can use to uh, help prompt a call or prompt an email or automate the process to make sure that you're keeping in touch with your candidate and giving an opportunity for them to provide feedback. So I think all firms are are well advised to uh, have a process so that we don't put people out there and not keep in touch with them. So what do you think needs to be done for successful onboarding and how staffing firms should be assisting their clients with it? Well, I think from the minute that the offer is made and accepted, a whole new phase starts of preparing for day one and really for the first month of the assignment. And that's to work collaboratively with the client and understand what the the onboarding plan is going to be, make sure the candidate understands it, they're kept in the loop. There's usually a week or two while you're waiting to be onboarded, and a lot of things can happen with the candidate at that point. They're still getting calls from their other opportunities they might have been pursuing or people are still pursuing them. So you really need to make them feel like they are wanted and that they're part of the client. So that can be done by sending some training material up front, kind of keeping them, getting them ready for the new job, some pre-calls with somebody that they're going to be working with, you know, made the week or two before so that they they know how much the client's looking forward to them coming on board. 
These are all extra things that just help you maintain control of the situation and ensure that the candidate's going to be ready to start and is going to be happy to start and that the team that you're coming to work with is ready for them and that you have a smooth launch. I think there's also an opportunity that I think many firms are missing, which is like we talked about, several firms are setting up these differentiation points of how they're handling the crisis for their clients, for their consultants, for their candidates, for their staff. And what's interesting is, is that the way in which that makes it into their differentiation, because we've heard a lot of people talking about how to market candidates at this time. And the fact is that these differentiations that are being put in place are an opportunity on different marketing messages to be able to share with clients that you are prepared for it and that show your differentiation by the fact that you're actually truly being a partner to them. Do you think that that is something that many firms have picked up on and that they're doing with their clients? Well, it's becoming more important than ever. The feedback that you get from your candidate throughout the assignment or throughout the entire placement process is starting to become very public. You know, just look at any company's Google reviews. Look at other feedback mechanisms that we're all employing to make sure that we're getting feedback and that we're taking good care of our candidates and clients. You should put those feedback mechanisms in place, listen to the feedback, and a review is worth a thousand words that we say. So that's very important to us, and we're very happy to show what our actual reviews are to our candidates and clients. That's the best way that we can tell them what they're going to expect next time. Well, I think to kind of sum up our conversation, I mean, it seems like that the folks that are working on their interview processes and helping clients through the video interview process to make them feel more comfortable, to make the consultant feel more comfortable, are certainly having a little more success. But the other part is, is looking at the onboarding process and really kind of understanding that whether it's the physical part of onboarding, like computers, passwords, email, meeting schedules, et cetera, there's the overall candidate experience of making sure that the person feels welcome day one and part of the team. So for me, I just look at this and say that every firm should be looking at how do they go about being a true partner to their clients and to their consultants in order to drive you know success for everybody. Does that pretty well sum it up? Well, it definitely does, Larry. And, you know, this is evolving every week now as we go through these, as you said, bizarre times that we're in right now. But you just got me thinking about, you know, maybe we should be doing you know, a video check-in call with our candidate that's been there for two weeks now that she's never met anyone on the client site. She, we've checked in with her by phone, but, we, you know, I think it'd be a good idea to just do a little Zoom with her and, uh, you know, look at her face-to-face and see how she feels like things are going. So, Absolutely. You know, it's, a, it's, a, it's a new world working virtually, so we, we need to adapt and keep improving the processes. John, thanks so much for being our guest on the Staffing Reel. Oh, thanks a lot, Larry, for the opportunity. I really appreciate it. And I hope that everyone listening can use this podcast as a way to strengthen their organization and how they're handling the market. Remember that every strength you create is an opportunity to share with your clients and drive the value that's expected of all of us. To everyone listening, please stay safe and healthy as we ride through this, and we will be stronger for it on the other side. Keep up the great work that all of your teams are providing. Be well.